The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. I wanted to talk about Mitchell Trubisky going to the Steelers. Yeah, I know. I'm a Steeler fan, and I talk too much about the Steelers, and you don't like it, and that's just too Farrell and bad. Here's the deal. This is a huge signing for them, if you ask me. It's kind of a safety, stopgap kind of move, a two-year deal. I think it was a clutch decision by them. You know, when Trubisky hit the market as a free agent uh, playing with the Bills, I said multiple times on C to C that I, I like him and that I would take him. And there were multiple reasons. Uh, the age factor, uh, he's 28. Uh, that's young for a quarterback. And remember, he was drafted number two overall. Now, I know he's not uh, that good. I know he's not uh, the number two overall pick in terms of his results and that he's not this uh, high-priced, amazing, franchise-changing quarterback. He certainly was not that in Chicago. But, hey, I got to tell you, I thought the guy did a good job in Chicago, all things being equal, considering how bad the team was in terms of offensively around him. I mean, the pieces that they had around him. I mean, the bottom line is they had one player, Robinson. That was it. Who else did they have? You know, besides no one. Uh, I thought Pace did a terrible job in the front office. I thought uh, Nagy was a terrible coach. And now he's back in Kansas City. He's going to run Mahomes' uh, offense uh, as the quarterback guy. Uh, I just think it's going to be the other way around. I think Mahomes is going to run Nagy. How's that sound? But I thought Nagy did an atrocious job in Chicago, and so did the fans, uh, so did the media. Uh, They got abused. That front office and that coaching staff got abused on a weekly basis, and that's all there is to it. I thought they destroyed Trubisky. I thought they made uh, Trubisky look bad. Uh, You know, the guy made two playoff runs. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The loss to the Saints in the playoffs on Bourbon Street at the Superdome was not his fault. I mean, this guy threw a flea flicker bomb, 50-plus yards, rope down the middle uh, on a post right to the uh, end zone. Moody dropped the ball right in his hands. I mean, breadbasket, a beautiful pass, dime city right in his basket, and the guy dropped the ball. Blame him. Don't blame Trubisky. So Trubisky goes eventually to the Buffalo Bills. You know, he played in the preseason, whatever. He didn't play in the regular season. And that's because they have badass Josh Allen, who is incredible. We all know that, and uh, we know what he's capable of. He should have been in the Super Bowl. He shouldn't have uh, had to sit there and watch his head coach, McDermott, blow that uh, game in Kansas City. 
where they blew it in 13 seconds. They had it. They had the game won. Because of Allen, they had the game won. And because of their coach uh, and their defense, their you know lauded defense, this great defense, the number one defense in the NFL, they let Mahomes go down the field with two passes in 13 seconds. They kicked the field goal, and then they beat him easily in overtime. They never gave him the ball. But that uh, is not anything to do in terms of uh, Mitchell Trubisky. He's standing on the sideline. Everybody's ranting and raving how great he is as a teammate. Did everything they asked. He was great in practice. Yada, yada, yada. I don't want to hear it. Bottom line is, I like this guy for a, a multitude of reasons. His age, 28. Look, you're 28 years old, and you've got two playoff runs in you. Uh, the fifth highest winning percentage uh, in the last five years of, of starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Even on that crappy Chicago team, he did that. That's amazing to me. And, uh, you know, the guy was throwing around 68% completion rate. I mean, I don't have a problem with that either. And we all know what the guy's capable of when he gets outside of the pocket. All right, fair enough. He's not the greatest pocket passer in the NFL. Uh, Those are hard to come by. I think Mahomes is way better when he gets outside. I think Allen is way better when he gets outside. Well, Mitchell Trubisky's the same kind of quarterback. Trubisky, you know, when he was in Chicago, uh, his QBR was 22.5 points higher with motion than without it. His completion percentage also jumped from 65 to 69%, and he threw 29 touchdowns to seven interceptions compared to 35 TDs and 30 picks without motion. When he's in the pocket, he throws picks. Fair enough. But when he gets outside the pocket and runs and throws on the run, 29 to 7, only 7 picks. The Steelers uh, used pre-snap motion 36% of the time last season. Their offensive coordinator, Canada, heavily used it during his career as a a college coordinator. And now he's going to use it more and more, obviously, with Trubisky there. Trubisky was great with short, quick passes or, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, uh, which is another uh, thing that Canada's offense does. He has the ability and mobility Uh, that the Steelers wanted in the offseason. That was a priority. I mean, uh, from 2017 to 2020, Trubisky had 833 rushing yards on scrambles, and that was the fifth most among all quarterbacks in the NFL. Fair enough. He's had his problems. Eight red zone picks in Chicago, the most in the NFL in the three-year period we were talking about from 17 to 20. And his 50.8 QBR over that stretch was 29th in the league. He also had the second highest off-target percentage of 19% over that same span. The Steelers love their coach at quarterback, Mike Sullivan. They think he's going to help him as well. I mean, the bottom line is this team has talent. Najee Harris is a freak, over 1,200 yards, breaking all kinds of Steeler records. T.J. Watt is an absolute badass, and Minka Fitzpatrick gets it done in the secondary. He's a stud. The Steelers can win without a superstar quarterback. The bottom line is they made the playoffs and won nine games with old, creaky Ben Roethlisberger. Now, look. I think Roethlisberger is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. 
the guy won two Super Bowls for the Steelers. He was incredible. He was big, strong, sturdy, could take a hit, could get out of trouble. Tacklers fell off of him like they were greased pigs. But later in his career, like with all quarterbacks, eventually time catches up to you and you get slower, heavier, uh, like you're in quicksand, like you're in cement. I thought he was uh, absolutely awful last year moving around because he couldn't move around. The deal is... Trubisky's half his age and has all kinds of mobility left. He can scramble. He can run. I mean, he's a lot like Josh Allen in his ability to take off and run and get a first down or take off out of the pocket and zip a pass and get a first down or get outside and throw a touchdown or get outside in the red zone and either or make it happen. Get a first down or rip it into the end zone. They got several great receivers. You might lose Juju, but you have everything else back. Loaded, Johnson, Claypool, uh, you know, Fryermuth. They have all these great uh, players that can make plays. Now you got a quarterback that's quick enough, you know, afoot to go out and make those throws and make those plays and get their offense moving. I think they're going to have a better offense with Trubisky than they had last season with Roethlisberger. I went to every game. I was in Pittsburgh at Heinz for every game, and I thought Big Ben did the job, but it was ugly. He was throwing ducks left and right. He was getting tackled uh, in the backfield left and right. I think that's going to dissipate. I think they're going to move the ball better. I think they're going to have more jump uh, from their quarterback uh, when he's in trouble, get out of a jam, make a throw, make a play. I think Najee will benefit. I think all the receivers are going to have better seasons. I think it's automatic. The Steelers didn't give up draft capital to sign him, and the contract's inexpensive, giving him the cap space to go after other needs at offensive line, inside linebacker, secondary, cornerback. Uh, They can do everything now. I love this signing for now. Let's see how he does. All these people in Pittsburgh giving him the business, hating on it, uh, throwing their uh, stupid two cents in like he sucks, he's not going to do it, they're doomed, all this other naysayer stuff. Bottom line is they're all a bunch of drunks. They love to party. They love to eat. They're fat. They're ugly. They have a blast at the games. And I love the Steeler fans. I love them more than anything on earth. But they're wrong. This is a, I think, somewhat brilliant move for the time being for the Steelers at the price they got him at, and I think he could actually turn into something. What happens if this guy has two great years in Pittsburgh? I'll bet if he does, they'll give him five more. Let's just see how it plays out instead of, you know, putting him in the grave already before he's even shown up in Pittsburgh and the ink's dried on the deal. One other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Deshaun Watson. Can you believe this? Uh, Adam Schefter was reporting that uh, the Falcons have come in at the last minute as a sleeper team in pursuit of Watson. The Falcons now join the Panthers, Saints, and Browns as teams that have met with or are interested in trading for the troubled starter from the Houston Texans. They'll trade him anywhere as long as it's not in their division, and they're going to get a nice haul for him, that's for sure.
Bottom line is, uh, they would probably, if they got their hands on him, they haven't met with him yet, but the Falcons would get rid of Matt Ryan. They would trade him away because he's old. That's all there is to it. Terry Fontenot, the GM, and Arthur Smith, the coach, uh, they may want to, you know, move in a different direction, find, you know, the successor to Ryan. If they could pull off this deal, that would be huge. The Falcons uh, restructured Ryan's contract, trimming his salary cap hit this year from $48.7 million to $36.7 million. So we'll see. It's doubtful they'll get him, but you never know. I got to tell you, the Panthers and Saints are meeting with him, and if the Browns pull it off and steal this guy, that's going to kill me in the AFC North because he'll rip the Steelers to shreds. You got to love it, though. Free agency in the NFL. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 